Day and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. It's Friday, February 1st, 2019. It's 3.05 p.m. on Live Till 5, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of KHMG 88.1 FM Harvest Family Radio. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 301, 301. Glad to have you with us on this February 1st, Friday. Maybe you're heading home in car line. Half a day to you. Drive safe. Two hands on the wheel at 10 and 2 with your seatbelts on. Paying attention to all traffic signals. Maybe you are already home. The weekend has already begun for you. Congratulations. Some of you are on your way into work. Sorry about that. Or maybe you're listening to our rebroadcast. You know, if you ever miss part of the show, you can tune in Saturdays from noon to 2 or Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Catching us on the rebound when we rebroadcast all two hours of the show in its entirety on 88.1 FM. Harvest Family Radio. You can also tune in through khmg.org. khmg.org. It's a great way for you to listen from your desk or maybe a, a Apple iPhone or a Samsung phone or a Android phone, something that has a Wi-Fi internet capability because you can download different apps to listen to the FM signal for Harvest Family Radio, or you can just listen through our website, khmg.org. Just click the Listen tab there, and you'll be able to listen to a nice stream of whatever we're broadcasting at the time. If you missed part of the show and you want to listen to it later, you can also... Sorry, I was talking. I had my eyes closed, and my mouth moved away from the microphone like this. Sorry. Now I'm back. Okay. You can download the podcast of the show through khmg.org as well. And not just the podcast for this show, but many other great shows that we produce here at KHMG. Chris Harper, Sebastian Basildua, Deb Harper, all work tirelessly to produce great Christian content for you and your family to help you grow in the Lord, to help you uh, continue in your spiritual journey. We hope that this show entertains you, edifies you in your Christian walk, educates you, informs you. And we do that every single week for the last 300 weeks in a row. And we're glad that we get to spend this time with you. And here at KHMG 88.1 FM, we are broadcasting beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming 24 hours a day, seven days a week here on Guam and all around the world. Find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Follow us, subscribe. Then you get updates every time we upload a new podcast or we send out some new information we think will be valuable for you. It's a great way to stay in tune with what's happening here. You can also email us through our website there. So a lot of different ways to get a hold of us, and we love to hear from you. It's always a blessing to know that there are people out there listening. Now, I want to take a minute before we get into the rest of the show and mention the passing of someone here on Guam that I think is worth mentioning because... Although this person, 
I got to meet him a couple times. He would not have ever known me or known of me, no reason to. I wasn't even doing Live Till 5 back when he was a local talk radio legend. But Mr. John Anderson passed away today. And I just want to take a look real quick at the um, article here uh, that I downloaded from the Guam PDN. Mr. John Anderson passed away today. He was 76 years old. He was a radio icon and news icon. Moved to Guam in 1977, where he went on to become the vice president and general manager of KUAM. In 1982, Anderson co-founded the Sorensen Media Group, where he served as the general manager, corporate executive, and anchor of the first broadcast at the Pacific News Center. He spent 20 years as a broadcaster for the first caller-driven talk radio format on Guam, known as K57. That's where I encountered him, listening to him, as I would bring my kids to school every morning from 2002 until uh, he left K57. 2010, he was named editor-in-chief of the Marianas Variety. He announced his retirement in 2014 after decades-long career sharing news and opinion on Guam. And there are a number of people who expressed uh, really nice wishes for him. He passed away here on Guam at GRMC. His wife and uh, late wife, Mahi, Anderson, I think she used to have the Mahi's Orchids Plus. Um, Our hearts go out to her. I am sure many people will be there to encourage her and support her at whatever type of memorial service they they decide. But uh, John Anderson was a local talk radio icon and really a legend and granddaddy of many other radio people out there. And I know that his uh, calming kind of non-political nature and uh, friendliness on the air, at least as a listener, uh, definitely made an impact. And I was sad to see that he had passed away. I bumped into him a couple of years ago at, at a lunch place. And um, that was the last time I got to see him. But uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to Mrs. Anderson and the loss of her husband and uh, those in the community that loved and knew John Anderson Our condolences to you as well. He made a difference, and just a little tiny bit of me being in talk radio now on this this simple little program on Friday afternoons was influenced by Mr. John Anderson. So respect uh, to John Anderson there. Now, it is the month of February, and in February, every new month, actually, my good friend, good man, all-around great guy, registrar, librarian, Bob Shuck provided me with a list of things that are happening here in the month of February. February is, among other things, I'm only going to go through a few of these because there are a lot of observances in the month of February. Adopt a Rescued Rabbit Month, African American History Month, AMD Low Vision Awareness, American Heart, American History, Avocado and Banana. I don't know if that's one Celebration, avocado and banana, or is it avocado month and banana month? I'm not sure. That's the way it's listed, though. Bake for family fun. Beans month, beat the heat, berry fresh, canned food. That's that's funny because it's berry fresh and it's canned food month. Celebration of chocolate month. Um, cancer of the bile duct near the liver month. I can't pronounce the uh, long name there and Dog Training Education Month, to name a few. As far as weekly observances go, this being the first week of February, let's see what's happening. 
U.S. Snow Sculpting Week. People in the States are getting some experience doing that right now. Women's Heart Week starts today. Cordova Ice Worm Day. Not sure what that is. Publicity for Profit Week. African Heritage and Health Week. Uh, let's see here. Burn Awareness. Children's Author and Illustrators Week. Children's Mental Health Week. National School Counseling. International Networking. Solo Diners Eat Out starts at the end of this week. And then as far as special days go, the 1st of February, today, Bubblegum Day, Car Insurance Day, Change Your Password Day, Decorating with Candy, G.I. Joe Day, Give Kids a Smile, Hula in the Kula Day, International uh, Baked Alaska Day, National Freedom Day, Get Up Day, Wear Red Day, Robinson Crusoe Day, uh, let's see here. World Read Aloud Day is today as well. The second tomorrow, Barber Day, Bonza Bottler Day, 2-2, Bonza Bottler. Look it up. Uh, Crepe Day, Groundhog Day, which we're going to talk about later. Heavenly Hash Day, Hedgehog Day. Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. Uh, a Gaelic Holiday, which I can't pronounce. Rheumatoid Awareness Day, Sled Dog Day, Take Your Child to the Library Day, World Play Your Ukulele Day, and World Wetlands Day. The third, Sunday, Feed the Birds, Chaplains, Carrot Cake, Carrot, Missing Persons, Patient Recognition, Women's Physicians Day, Popcorn Day, Scout Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, and the day the music died. Hmm. The fourth, Facebook's Birthday, Homemade Soup Day, uh, let's see here, Creative Vacuum Day. Stuffed Mushroom Day, Quacker Day, Rosa Parks Day, USO Day, and World Cancer Day. The fifth, uh, Adelaide Stevens Day, Stevenson Day, that is, African American Coaches Day, Chinese New Year is the fifth, Disaster Day, Lunar New Year. Uh, let's see here. National Chocolate Fondue Day, Primrose Day, Weather Persons Day, Safer Internet Day. Western Monarch Day, and World Nutella Day. And finally, next Thursday, Canadian Maple Syrup Day. Uh, let's see here. Lame Duck Day, National Chopsticks Day, Girls and Women's in Sports Day, Signing Day, Play Monopoly Day, and Ronald Reagan Day in California only. To name a few, those are things that are happening today, this week, and this month. Now, we're going to take a short break. For Harvest Highlights, and when we come back, this day in history, the quiz with Sebastian Basil Dua, what's in my coffee, some Stranger Than Fiction stories, and our topic, obscure holidays and observances. Yes, we're going to talk about some of those today, including Groundhog Day. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 301 on this Friday, February 1st, 3.15 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Stick around for more Live Till 5 after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 301. We're in the 300s now. If we round it up, we could say we're almost at 500 episodes. But episode 301, it's 3.22 p.m. 
Well, I guess in that illustration, it'd be close to 5 p.m. in my roundup illustration there. But 3.22 p.m. to be exact here on Friday, February 1st. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. This is Live Till 5, our live local talk and variety program. Glad to have you with us. Tomorrow's Groundhog Day. Some of you might be listening to this show on the 2nd. And that is Groundhog Day. Noon to 2, Saturday, the 2nd. Or... 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night, the 3rd, is the rebroadcast of this show. But you might be listening on Groundhog Day, but you might not know what Groundhog Day is. You've heard of it. Uh, People joke about it all the time. Some people joke about going through something over and over again as like, it's Groundhog Day. That's That's a funny, it's kind of an interesting thing because that is life imitating art. Because Groundhog Day has nothing to do with repeating anything except for the weather, but it doesn't have to do with repeating the same event over and over again. It does have to do with repeating the weather, but what they're referring to is a funny movie, or somewhat funny movie came out years ago, apparently, some comedy about Groundhog Day, and the character has to keep reliving the same day over and over again. So now people use the the phrase Groundhog Day more about that movie apparently than they do about the actual event and even less people even know what a groundhog is especially here on guam so let me enlighten you if i might this is from the cnn world cnn library about a year ago here groundhog day in american tradition meant to predict when spring will arrive february 2nd 2019 is groundhog day a year ago, February 2nd, 2018, Puxatawney Phil sees his shadow, including six more weeks of winter. Now, first off, let me just say, Punxsutawney, I would have never been able to spell that in the spelling bee, which they just had here at Harvest today. Punxsutawney, capital P-U-N-X-S-U-T-A-W-N-E-Y, Punxsutawney Phil. The groundhog wakes up from hibernation on February 2nd. If the ground dog sees its shadow when it emerges from its burrow, then there will be six more weeks of winter. If it does not see its shadow, spring will soon arrive. This tradition started in Europe at, as Candlemas Day. Germans who settled in Pennsylvania in the 1700s brought this custom to America. Pennsylvania's Punxsutawney Phil is the most well-known, but more than a dozen states celebrate with their own groundhogs, such as Georgia's General Beauregard Lee and Buckeye Chuck in Ohio. None of them are. Those are all just posers. Punxsutawney Phil. Punxsutawney Phil, seer of seers, sage of sages, prognosticator of prognosticators, and weather prophet extraordinaire. That's uh, his actual name. In, on February 2nd, 1886, the Punxsutawney Spirit newspaper proclaims the date as Pennsylvania's first official Groundhog Day celebration. Phil has correctly predicted the beginning of spring 100% of the time, according to his owners. However, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the groundhog shows no predictive skill for the last few years. In 1986, Phil traveled to Washington, D.C. to meet President Ronald Reagan. 1993, Columbia Pictures released the movie Groundhog Day, starring Bill Murray. That's what I mentioned earlier. In the years that followed the release of the movie, crowds numbering as high as 30,000 have visited the Gobbler's Knob, in Punxsutawney. That's a place, by the way. 1995, Phil appears on the Oprah Winfrey Show, apparently. Uh, January 27, 2010, the animal rights group PETA suggests using a robotic groundhog in place of Punxsutawney Phil. And February 2nd, 2010, for the first time, fans could register for a text message alert from Phil's prediction. 
Those are all facts. The earliest mention of Groundhog Day is a diary entry made by James L. Morris of Morgantown, Pennsylvania, February 2nd, 1840. The first reported news of Groundhog Day observances didn't come until years and appeared in the Punxsutawney Spirit newspaper, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, let's see here. While the tradition remains very popular, studies have found no conclusive evidence or a consistent correlation between a groundhog seeing a shadow or not and weather. The most famous groundhog pronosticator is set to come out 7.25 a.m. Saturday, February 2nd at Gobbler's Knob in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. And they have a groundhog club there, by the way. Will Mark Punxsutawney fills 133rd time emerging from his burrow. Obviously, he's not the same groundhog. This is the great-great-great-great-great-grandson of uh, the original Punxsutawney Phil. Did you know that Punxsutawney Phil has an inner circle, a club that is responsible for planning events around Groundhog Day. The club fuels the legend that he is immortal and that it's been the same Punxsutawney Phil for 132 years. They claim he drinks elixir, which increases his lifespan and helps him focus and stay strong. The club also claims Phil can communicate using Groundhoggies and say Phil communicates his predictions to the current president of the inner circle. You know, intelligent people from other countries might look at this and question how is America such a great world power? But it's all fun and games. What is a groundhog, you might ask? Have you ever seen a groundhog? It's not a pig. So when people think groundhog, some people have never seen one. They might be thinking it's like a pig that's close to the ground. No, groundhogs, also known as woodchucks, are large rodents known for their burrowing habits and destructive behavior. Um, here's some general facts and things about groundhogs. The scientific name is Marmota monax. Average size 20 inches long with a 6 to 7 inch long tail, 6 to 12 pounds. Lifespan in the wild 3 to 6 years. Unless you're Punxsutawney Phil and they pamper you with elixir, you can live 132 years. Identifying features, brown fur, round body, small bushy tail, short strong legs, curved claws for burrowing, small round eyes, ears locate the top of its flat head, two long very growing incisors, ever growing incisors, which I guess goes along with its rodent classification. Groundhogs are found in the majority of the central and eastern United States as well in parts of Alaska and Canada. Known as an edge species, groundhogs prefer transitional areas where the forest or woodland meets a well-vegetated open field or meadow. Groundhogs spend most of their time underground in complex burrowing systems, which they dig in dry, well-drained soil. Most of the time, groundhogs dig their burrows in areas with nearby covers such as fence rows, hedgerows, beside structures, home foundations, or trees. Their diet, they eat approximately one-third of their weight of vegetation each day. Considered herbivores, they sometimes do eat insects less than 1% of the time. In the summer and fall, groundhogs increase their consumption to accumulate fat reserves, which they use to survive through the winter hibernation period. Activity groundhogs are diurnal, which is active during the day. From spring to fall, most activity occurs during the early morning and early evening, at which groundhogs emerge from their burrows to gather food. They do hibernate. They're true hibernators, entering a deep sleep in October, emerging in early spring. During hibernation, a groundhog's temperature drops from 99 degrees Fahrenheit to 40 degrees Fahrenheit, and its heartbeat slows from 80 beats per minute to 5. 
During this time, groundhogs survive on the fat reserves that they accumulate from their hefty summer and fall diets. With their long, sharp claws, groundhogs dig complex multi-chamber burrows that they use for hoarding food, nesting, and hibernating. Groundhogs are mostly solitary animals, only seeking out other groundhogs to mate. However, as a species, they work to protect each other. For example, they communicate with one another using high-pitched shrill shrills to warn each other of approaching threats. So there you go. More than you ever knew about groundhogs, Groundhog Day, and all of those things. We're going to talk about some more obscure holidays and observances later on in the show. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. It's episode 301 here at KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio's Live Till 5, Friday, February 1st. Going to take a break. Be back after this. back with a little more Live Till 5, episode 301 on this Friday, February 1st, 3.36 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. And I have in studio with me Sebastian Basildua, Lawrence Dangas, Chris Harper's on his way back, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I, I, I pulled up this article last week because I was going to talk about slang last week, and I got into slang a little bit, but there's just so much other fun stuff going on, so I had a lot of material left over. But since Lawrence and I both have an affinity for the Waffle House, Sebastian, do you like the Waffle House? I don't know if I've actually ever been there. Really? One of these places where it's like yellow at the top. Yeah, and says I've Waffle always House. seen them, but mm. I've never actually been inside. You know, pecan waffle and large If you're ever juice. not with your family, because your wife might not appreciate this <laughs> as much, just take your son um, in there and have yes, him smell. Yes, your son, on the other hand, the atmosphere. You know what? If if you love your son, you'll take him to Waffle House. <laughs> um, and uh, so Waffle House is a 24-hour diner, and um, they have all these other really great, you know, uh, options, basically. You can get a steak and eggs for really cheap. And, oh, man. Uh, so they have great. some slang there, okay? Um, let me run these by you, and you guys just comment however you like. They have slang. So um, you might hear the wait staff at the Waffle House saying these things when you're in there. For example, they use the term, the mark. The mark. It's where every server or sales associate stands when he or she is calling in an order for the grill operator. Servers are only allowed to call in orders from the mark to make sure only one order is being called at a time. And what it is, it's a red tile surrounded by gray tiles on the floor near the open part of the kitchen and grill. I'm going to look for that next time I'm there. I know. Because I'm going to be there cool? soon. Yes. It's like a little little X marks the spot. It's a red yeah. tile in the middle of gray tiles, and it's specifically Wouldn't the only place they're allowed to place their order. Because the floor... You I don't usually want to look closely. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say the floor is the cleanliest, and yep. so you're not wanting to keep your eyes on it a whole lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's another one. The pull. The pull, P-U-L-L, refers to all the meats for an order that the grill operator should quote-unquote pull from the refrigerator, be it bacon, sausage, chicken, sirloin, or all the above, if it's me. So <laughs> pull one bacon. That means three slices of bacon, which is the standard amount. If you want six a sli- six slices, you say pull two bacon. 
There you so go. it's per, per order. The drop refers to any hash browns being included with an order. Sales associate might say drop four, which means the kitchen should drop four hash brown orders on the grill. Wow. After a server calls, I'm like my legs are shaking. I'm so excited. Yeah. After the server calls the amount for the drop, then they may indicate the style scattered or in a ring. If the customer wants their hash browns scattered, it means they want them broken up and spread out while cooking. If they want it cooked together and compact, the server called in a ring. The server doesn't call scattered or in a ring. The default style is always scattered. So if the sales associate calls in, drop four, three in a ring, it means four hash browns, one scattered, three in a ring. This might come in handy if any of us ever are yeah, looking for work. Because I'll, I'll give an order and then I'll have to listen to make sure they called it That's right. right. That's right. I'm more of a scattered fan That's myself. right. I like it scattered, too. <laughs> the plate. Okay, when calling in an order of hash browns, the server must give a minimum of two pieces of information, the drop and the plate. The drop is for the amount of hash browns to cook on the grill, and the plate refers to the order uh, that gets those hash browns, okay? So, for example, if a customer orders two scrambled eggs with hash browns, the server will call in, mark order scrambled plate. If a customer wants grits instead of the call-in would be, mark order scrambled all breakfast orders default to grits, so there's no need to say grits. If a customer wants to skip both grits and hash browns, they call in Mark Order Scrambled Hold the Grits, which is kind of funny. That's That seems a long way around. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. If it's two different labels for the hash browns, the pull alerts the cook, or as we call them, the grill operator, to how many brash hash browns to drop on the grill and get cooking. The plate refers to any order that has hash browns. So you get a quarter cheeseburger with hash browns. That's a quarter cheese plate. We know when the hash browns go on the same plate as cheeseburger. There you go. Uh, Deluxe. I'm ready to work there. I know. Deluxe. Waffle House sales associates call burger orders quarter because it's exactly a quarter pound of beef for one uh, or four ounces. If a customer wants lettuce, tomato, onion on their burger, they call in as a deluxe. So if the call in is quarter cheese deluxe, means customer ordered cheeseburger with lettuce, tomato, and onion. Here's Lawrence and I's favorite <laughs> all the way, all the way. Although Waffle House was founded in 1955, it wasn't until the 1980s the franchise started to offer, offer toppings on their iconic hash browns. It started when restaurant owners noticed grill operators adding something extra, like gravy and jalapenos to the hash browns they made for family and friends. It wasn't long before customers began requesting the same toppings for their potatoes, so Waffle House obliged and officially added a range of toppings to the menu in 1984. What year were you born, Lawrence? 86. Okay, all right. So they had perfected this by the time you were a child. Perfected. Uh, of course, being Waffle House, there was a special spin to these toppings and the call-in lingo for servers and grill operators. Customers can order their hash browns scattered and smothered. That's with sautéed onions. Covered with melted cheese. Chunked with grilled hickory smoked ham. Diced with grilled tomatoes. Peppered with spicy jalapeno peppers. Capped with grilled button mushrooms. Topped with Burt's chili. Or country with sausage gravy. If you're really hungry or really brave... Both of them describe me around midnight on any given night in the States. Um, You can also call all the way, which means you get all eight toppings served on scattered hash browns. And we did that. Boom, we did. We ordered... I don't want to say how much. We, I think I ordered a double-up pecan waffle with an all-the-way hash brown. Yep. And I think I was And I ate a little bit of your waffle, and I ordered... um, I think I got the French toast um, or, or... what else did I get? I got some other stuff. I got sliced tomatoes, which you can't get anywhere anymore. Yeah. Um, I tried to get like a bunch of stuff, but it's that all the way hash brown. 
basically yeah. bowl. It, yeah, it is a lot of Woo. lot of food. I'm glad yeah. you guys aren't talking about this last week. Because, yeah, you would have uh, been. I would dying. be banging yes. my head against the wall. I ordered it <laughs> this time with when my wife and I and Ken Keith were traveling, and even Ken looked at me with disgust. And that's when I knew I had an eating problem. So I joined uh, been Weight there Watchers you. after that. Yeah. I'd have been there for you. You know, it was uh, we we went to three restaurants in Pensacola, and they were all closed. It was like 10 o'clock at night, and so. My wife agreed to settle, quote unquote, air quotes, settle for Waffle House. That me, wouldn't be a settle for me. It was like a step up. Each I place looked for is that. like, you're not open, are you? Oh, you're closing in 15 minutes? I'll go out and tell them you're closed. And then we go to the next place. <laughs> then finally, you're open all night, the right? The golden topped building Woo. called to you, wooed Woo. you. Woohoo. That was great. So that's a Waffle House slang. For all our listeners, you guys are going to be like, Junk food. I was just watching experts. a guy who went to Philadelphia. His actual show is he travels around to the different cities. You might have seen it, and he tries all their specialty item. Yes, like the Chicago dog in Chicago, the yep. Juicy Lucy in Minneapolis. Yep. Um, but I love that. Yeah, I love that. The show. one, the one in in Philly is is the cheesesteak. This of is course. on the Bon Appetit channel yeah. on YouTube, and it's a yes. specific. It's a specific way you order those in yep. Ray Lovemo who's down in Alaska, would always be like, you know, you got to know how to order, otherwise right, you're going to say, right. get in the back of the line, listen. Right. Yep. And so it's like whiz wit. Yes, guess, right, is, yeah, uh, they use like a cheese whiz on it. Yeah, and, yeah. It's cheese whiz. that means you get the cheese whiz and you get with onions. Yes. Is what that means. And, um, it looked great, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it does. And it the Juicy fantastic. Lucy from Minneapolis, the dog from Chicago, yep. the Chicago-style pizza. Buffalo wings from uh, Buffalo, New York. Um, and then the uh, breakfast tacos from Austin. Austin, Texas. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah, I've never seen it. No, I <laughs> me neither. It's, it's, it's very interesting. It's a good, it's a good foodie show yeah, for makes sure. Me, so. Makes me want them. Makes me yeah. want to eat those uh, specialties yeah. at each of the different cities. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a very short break. When we come back... We have What's in My Coffee and the Big Quiz coming up. So stick around with Chris, Sebastian, and Lawrence and myself here on episode 301 on this Friday, February 1st here at Live Till 5. More after this short break. A little more live till five Friday, February first. What was that? We just had a, a, a earthquake up here. I think is what it was. <laughs> I went to put my headphones it's, on and rocked the mic. It was jarring. Apologies, uh, yeah, audience. We, we don't rock the mic on this show ever. No. Never ever rock but, the mic. But, but the mic was literally rocking on yes, the stand. Yeah, I, I felt it. That's what it felt like. Earthquake. It was like this noise, and then I could feel the counter uh, vibrate. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep them awake up. Wow. Here. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, hey. Uh, as uh, the listening audience can hear, we have the regular uh, lineup of Rogues Gallery here in our <laughs> studio, and uh, we were we were blessed with the delivery of some uh, wonderful drinks up here to the studio, and so I do want to mention that this segment of the show is brought to us by none other than The Hub. Wonderful little place, best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, nice people, Jilda. Sonny, Mackie, Megan, Jeremy, Jim Bob, Nellie Mae, Jethro, Granny, and Uncle Jed. And Cliff with the gimpy leg. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Cliff with the gimpy leg. Yeah, so um, some of those people I might have added in there, but there's a lot of nice people down there, and every one of them is uh, worth getting to know. And you should stop by there every day, Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 4. Totally worthwhile. I go there at least once or twice a week, or once or twice a day. So now, as we uh, go through this segment, for those of you just listening for the first time, the Hub provides us with these drinks, and we try and describe to you what we're drinking without knowing exactly what they are. We can see them, smell them, taste them. We try and describe them to you, and then we do a big reveal at the end. Lawrence, you have a hot drink. What does it taste like? I do. Uh, very chocolatey. Uh, I do believe there's coffee in here, which is good. Uh, I would guess this is a mocha, um, but it's almost so mocha-y that it's almost like a hot chocolate with a with a shot of espresso. Mm, mm. Um, I don't know if that's what it is. I'm going to guess it's a mocha, and there could be other flavoring in here. It's not the Kona That's all mocha, right? It's not the um, Kona mocha. Maybe. I don't like Very coffee to be this chocolatey. It could mm-hmm. be the Kona mocha. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. Kona mocha hot. Um, I like... I like. You do that one blended. Yeah, it's better. In fact, already this afternoon, I had a, a, a white mint, white mocha, iced mm. white mocha yep. with some vanilla, yep. and that's pretty delicious. Way too sweet. Yeah, but every now and then, about once every couple of weeks, I yeah. That's why you I were sliding into diabetic coma when I was doing the segment on ground. <laughs> could have been earlier. It could have been. We had couch. an eventful afternoon finishing to our weekend with uh, with class and spelling bee and all sorts yeah. of fun. Oh yeah, uh, that a white mocha seemed fitting, and then like you said, it just kind of slips into yeah. a. I looked over and you were out cold, out. and I'm like, I'm talking about groundhogs here. How can he yeah. possibly groundhogs about great great so grandfathers or or elixirs yeah. being given to them? Yeah. And I was Puxatani like, I'm out. Phil. I'm out. Good night. All right. Now, Sebastian, you have a very pink drink. It's very pink. It's a blended, uh, I don't know what it is. It's, the red, it's, it's the red velvet. I had it last week. Yep, it's delicious. It's all over your shirt. <laughs> is it still all over my shirt? No, I'm just kidding. Where's oh, one drip? Looked, you can see how it, it got caught in the lid, and that's why. Oh, that's yeah. not red velvet. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, so I have drinking this, and uh, yes, I would say, yeah, it's the red velvet, because I have no other, no idea what other drink it would be. If I could describe this, though, it's kind of like, you know, after you eat a bowl of Lucky Charms mm-hmm. and you drink that delicious The cereal milk, milk yes. Afterwards, that's what it kind of tastes like. Yes, they yeah, have a couple fair. drinks that have that hint to it. I think the taro stuff also uh, tastes the like The Fruity that. Pebbles <laughs> cereal that's milk a fruity pebbles. is very strong. I think they had a drink called Fruity Pebbles before. They might be bringing it back out. But you're going <laughs> with Red Velvet Frap. I go with the Red Velvet, yep. It's good. Sweet, but okay. good. All right, Chris, what does yours taste like? Well, I had to taste it again because I'm not really sure. There's almost a cherryness to it. Yeah, it's probably amaretto. It's been a while since I, they've given it to us. I think it, it might be an amaretto. Amaretto is the mystery it, flavor. Because it's kind of, it's, I don't know if there's coffee in there either because it's, the coffee is not really strong enough. Hmm. That flavor is. Could I'm, be an amaretto chai. <laughs> could it be a chai? I don't know. Um, that would be a. It's. It's got Frankenstein. The flavor yeah, is <laughs> the flavor is overriding drink. whatever coffee might be in there. So there may be coffee in there, but it has a hint of like cherry. Maybe it's though. the German chocolate. Yeah, it's got a little cherry to it. The German chocolate cake. That's what it yeah, tastes like. like. The, like or the what's Black the, Forest? Black Forest. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. Forest, the Black Forest cake. drink. That sounds was, really good. Actually, that sounds like they should make that. Because I'm a I, it's, I'm it's a good. big cherry guy from way back. Oh, I'm just a big guy from way back now. But uh, okay, so yeah, it's a little mysterious. It's sounds a, like cherry it's, chocolate. It's a hot drink, by the way. Uh, yes. I don't know if I mentioned that, but yeah. it's I I really like it. I I haven't been a fan of the. I've gotten drinks with milk in them. The mm-hmm. like a lot yep. of milk, yep. and they were 
they just tasted very dairy. Okay. Yeah. And the last couple of weeks, yeah. so very I haven't dairy. really. Fair enough. Yep. I haven't loved those, but this can't is love a very dairy drink. Right. Like yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, my drink is a carbonated elixir. <laughs> uh, probably similar to what Fed they feed the Puxatawney Phil to keep them alive for 133 consecutive Groundhog Days. Um, it's uh, it has a, a a hint of calamansi and something citrusy. I would say oh. maybe a pineapple calamansi. It's like a a, a one two punch. Uh, yeah. sweet sure. lemonade with a kick. Kind of has that um a kick throat burn. Oh, that esophageal burn that you get when you have um. A pineapple type flavor, so uh-huh. that's what I'm going with. Number going one, with that's you. White peach calamansi. Oh, you talked you about had that it the other day. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, uh, yes. And <laughs> uh, Sebastian has the red velvet frap. Number three is who? Almond Joy. Almond Joy. Really? Yeah, that's yes, the that's chocolate the part. Joy. I can't yeah. place the coconut. Yeah, in coconut it. is a mystery. Coconut, amaretto, and when it's almond. over top the coffee and the chocolate, that's hard yeah. to find. But Almond Joy's got nuts. It's not bad though. Yep, Peter Paul mounds don't. don't. Peter Paul almond joys got nuts. Peter Paul mounds don't because sometimes you feel like a nut. Yeah, what? Sometimes you don't. <laughs> Perfect. There are three listeners that know exactly what I'm talking about, and you have a raspberry mocha. It's raspberry. 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 And there's chocolate in there. Yeah, that's probably why it's raspberry. overpowering. Yeah, that's getting yeah. heated up for Valentine's Day. That's yeah. what oh, that boy. drink is. <laughs> that's one way of saying it. <laughs> it's getting heated up for Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's back yeah, in the no, mix because it's I, February. I, it's just a funny word picture. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for saying yeah, that. Yeah, it's made a drink. My You're welcome. Anytime. So, um, all right. So we have, can we do, oh, my wife's like too much. Oh, I'm sorry. One of our listeners, uh, <laughs> don't TB. read your wife text. Wife's text. <laughs> uh, too much waffle that was a house. Legit belly laugh. <laughs> too much waffle house going on. <laughs> she hey, hates waffle house a man, so a man, bad. A man I mean, I'm reminisce. assuming that this anonymous listener hates waffle house, but if anyone <laughs> hates it, she hates it. She hates it so much. I mean, she would rather sit in the car. Then go in. That's assume, how much she hates yeah, it. Assume. But most of those neighborhoods, I would assume, she wouldn't want to stay in the car, and so she goes in. So she obliges. Oh, boy. I have a Waffle House mug at my house. Yeah. I bought one after I one. took my son Zach to his first Waffle House experience. Yep. And it was so momentous that when I checked out the cash register, I said, do you guys sell the mugs? And she no. reached down to the dishwasher uh, thing that holds all the cups that just came out of the wash. She says, I'll sell you this one. <laughs> How much was that? Ten five bucks? bucks. Five, five bucks. Okay, a used mug. Yes, that makes one hundred percent sense. That Waffle House would send an out of the dishwasher mug. I was, I was like, even better. This yeah. actually has a little character. This to has, it. this history. has had the lips of a hundred truck drivers on it. <laughs> hey, I need that thousands, in my house. Thousands, <laughs> thousands. Oh boy, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> now you say it that way, it. I like it even more. Yeah, exactly. How many things do you have like that in your house? Oh, not yeah. very not many. Not very many. Not yeah, very there's, many. Uh, there's probably a lot of things you don't want to think about like that. Well, uh, <laughs> or so anything. We only have like three minutes till the top of the hour here, so we don't have time for the quiz, and we're not going to do this day in history with Lawrence because he's got to go to basketball. But Lawrence, who do you guys play tonight? Uh, we're down at ND Notre Dame tonight, uh, down in Telefofo, and then we're at St. John's tomorrow night, and then we got a whole week of games next week, wow. home and away. So, yeah, yeah, it's in pretty much in the middle of the season or coming to the middle of the season here. And, Basketball uh, seems so, like a longer season to me. Well, it starts earlier, but by the time you get rolling, we've all, this is our second full week. We have one month left. By the end of February, our season is done. So, um, Maybe it's because you have JV and varsity games going on, and so it just seems like there's just a lot of basketball. They're longer happening. nights. Mm-hmm. They're longer nights. Any any sport that only has one game, you know, it's it's 
soccer starts at 4.15 even. Right, you're out of here right, by right. 6. Yes. But these nights, you start at 5.30, and I go home at 9 most yeah. nights. So, yeah. yeah, in different ways, it can feel long. But uh, we're having a good time and look forward to a couple good games this weekend. Yeah, good, good. Uh, who are Who's your starting five? Um, well, last game, because uh, interesting, we've had some sickness and some injuries. So um, I had a couple seniors, uh, Jacob Oshiro, Chase Keith, and then Rio Etta. And, um, boy, now because I've had to mix it up every game, um, Gabeck, Kim, and Michael Choi. Those guys started for me last game. It may be different tonight simply because I, I have my full team back for the first time in three games. So pretty excited about that. That's kind of nice. Cool. Yeah. cool. Well, great. Well, I hope you guys do well down there at Notre Dame and then tomorrow with St. John's. So Yeah, thanks. Uh, and then uh, you go to the States here in a couple of weeks. I do, two weeks from tomorrow. Two weeks from tomorrow we take off. Uh, to go um, uh, talk to some folks about possibly moving out to Guam. Awesome. And, uh, and hopefully the weather has calmed down a little bit because right now every meme or every post or status yeah. is about how unbelievably cold it was. It is uh, these days in the States. So a couple weeks for it to yeah. <laughs> have a heat wave or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you have a great weekend. Have some good basketball games. Thank you. Uh, Sebastian and Chris, if you guys don't mind sticking around till the second hour, I would sure. greatly appreciate that. Going to take a short break for the SRN News. You're listening to KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. This is Live Till 5, Episode 301. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, February 1st. Second hour of Live Till 5 coming up after the news. back with a second hour of live till five it's friday february 1st 403 p.m here at the khmg studios if you're listening to the live broadcast that is we also rebroadcast the show in its entirety saturdays from noon to two sunday nights from seven to nine p.m catch us on the rebound we know that not everyone can listen to two straight hours of radio so we try and make it convenient for you to catch the parts you missed or listen to the parts that you want to hear twice or tell your friends and family about you can also download the podcast from khmg.org, khmg.org. The podcast for this show, as well as many other wonderful programs we produce here at the KHMG studios, are all available there in a library. And there are a number of other resources available in the library, too. You can look up all kinds of sermons and messages by topic, by speaker, by Bible passage. It's a great resource for you and for um, your own personal edification. You can also contact us through Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Follow us. Let us know. Send us, send us a note. Give us a little thumbs up. Give us some kind of feedback that uh, you're listening, not just to this show, but just to the radio station in general. Chris. You know what people also should do? Um, they should subscribe to our monthly email newsletter. Oh, yeah. And I, I forget to say that on the air quite often. We promote it on social media, but um, I provide information in our newsletter that I don't 
put anywhere else on social media. Some little details about music we've added and different things that are a little more behind the scenes. So if you go to our website, you can go under About and click on Email Newsletter, and it'll send you right to the um, sign-up form. Hey, could you put a link to that in the Facebook post when you upload the podcast in the comment section? Could you put a link to that? Yeah, yeah, today? absolutely. Yep, that'd be really yep. helpful. And then we then people can just click and subscribe. And I think you'd really enjoy it. It's really a great newsletter. And we have programming this this Friday afternoon thing we do this live till five. It's really kind of a lighthearted. It's entertaining. It's supposed to be just kind of a lighthearted option on a Friday afternoon. We've been doing this now. This is 301st episode. But there are so many good programs that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio, so many programs that we don't produce but that we air, that we uh, use. Last week I was – was it last week or the week before? I was up really early on a Saturday morning. No, it was two weeks ago. I was coming to Men's Prayer Breakfast to help cook at like 6.15 in the morning, yep. and I was listening to Ranger Bill. Yeah. And I know that sounds silly for a grown man to admit. It is so entertaining. Ranger Bill, and maybe it's the nostalgia factor for me, but it is a very entertaining radio drama. And um, it's if, if you like vintage television shows and, and old adventure things, this would be right in that same genre. And it's, a, it's just very good. And that's, that's just one of many programs. I and mean, we have kids programs like that. We have... Uh, programs for families. We have preaching, teaching, music, discipleship, uh, devotional programming. Uh, they have news programs, and we just have a lot of different things available there. So I'd encourage you to check out our radio station. Just keep it on 88.1 FM all the time. Now, uh, one of everyone's favorite thing, actually, about our radio station is what's coming up next. Yes, it's called the Chalk Quiz. Can chalk quiz. Guess what it's about? Chalk. Chocolate. Oh, oh. chocolate. Okay, yes. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. That's not a far stretch. I gotcha. Chalk quiz. Chalk oh, quiz. Oh. Chalk quiz. <laughs> like a choco taco. It's yeah. a chalk quiz. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And uh I well I decided to do this because we're in we're in February now. Mm-hmm. And, um, That's true. You know, Valentine's, all the chocolate. So I thought it'd be a good little quiz to, to do. All right. So Excellent. it'd just be Chris versus Jared. Yeah, this hasn't gone well for me the last couple of times we've gone head-to-head on these. So I'm hoping to redeem myself. I must be a good guesser because I don't know any of you these are. answers. No, you're, you're I, a great I, I guesser. I really don't know You're the best guesser. Answers. You're the best guesser there is. Uh, wow. Wow, that wasn't, wasn't going to go that far. You're a pro you, at guessing. In this room. Okay. <laughs> all right, first question. True or false? The Baby Ruth candy bar was created in 1920 by Curtis Camp Candy Company. They named this bar after the baseball player Babe Ruth. True or false? Yes. True or false? Does it have anything to do with the babe? Herman George Herman Ruth. Mm, I'll say true. Taru. I will say false. 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 It is false. Curtis Candy Company has traditionally claimed that it was named after President Grover Cleveland's daughter, Ruth Cleveland. Oh. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Great. Well, next question. In Hershey, Pennsylvania, the street lights on the main street are all shaped like Hershey Kisses. True or false? Little known fact, uh, USA soccer great. Christian Pulisic 
transferring to Chelsea this summer uh, is from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Little known fact. You can put that, that in your fact That is little book. known. Uh, and I would say true. I would also say true. Good job. It is true. There at the street lights. Because if it isn't true, it should be. I mean, think like about Hershey it. Hershey. Yeah. Yes. I've been there. I've been to the factory, mm. and they give you a free Kit Kat after you go through the little ride. That's cool. Yeah. I need to go there. I know. It's, it's worth a great the, idea. Worth a plane ticket. All right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Which continent produces the most chocolate? Africa, Europe, North America, or South America? Mm. Mm. Um, you, you'd, you'd think it would be North America, but I got to tell you, when you go to South American countries, on the streets, there are vendors selling all manner. Like if you go to Lima, Peru, or Cusco, Peru, on the streets, they sell chocolate that you that is just... There's so much of it. So I think a lot of it's produced down there. Yeah, I would I'm, think that the guess. cacao beans are from South America. I think even what uh, they yeah. eat in Europe is probably harvested there. Yeah. But. I'm going to go South America, by the way. Just uh, you you so go you know. South America. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And I think you're right, but I'm going to go Europe anyway. Oh, just okay. to risk it. Wow. All right. Well. Africa produces close to double the tonnage of chocolate than South America plantations. What? Africa. Wow. Africa. <laughs> that caught How us both by known? surprise. It, they must. No points. Then, then they, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> there's there's, there's got to be something to that from the, maybe it's in some sort of powder stage or some sort of base stage that's mm-hmm. then sold to other companies in different parts mm-hmm. of the world. Perhaps yeah. that's it. Yeah, um, because don't, don't doesn't uh, in like South America don't they have like a lot of drinks that have like chocolate? Yeah, yes. they do. Yes, yeah. yeah. So they they like to consume it. That's yeah. even in Mexico. I think they have a mole sauce. I think it has chocolate in it. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, next question. In 1849, this now famous San Francisco chocolate producer started out selling supplies to miners during gold rush. Was it Giardelli Lindor? Fannie Mae or Godiva? Fannie Mae isn't Fanny that a, May. isn't that a mortgage Fanny lender? Fannie Mae, no, oh, but yes. that, that she's oh, used okay. for for like like fundraising oh. chocolate, oh, okay. the fundraising chocolate. Don't bar. get me started Fanny about May. Freddie okay. Mac. All right, we're gonna be you know this will be a long show. Um, <laughs> Lindor, at, I can't. I don't know if Giardelli is from San Francisco. That's the thing or that's Godiva. throwing me off. Or Godiva. Godiva is from San Francisco? I don't think so. I'm going to go with Lindor. Total guess. Um, sounds good. I, I was going to say Levi Strauss, but then I remember <laughs> we're talking about chocolate and not selling supplies to, to miners oh, yeah. making jeans. Um, <laughs> San Francisco 40 days. Right. Um, I think I'm going to go with Godiva. 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 The company was founded by and is named after Italian chocolatier Domenico Giardelli, Domenico. who wow. after working in South America moved to California. Oh, here wow. we go with South American connection, connections again. We yeah. basically know how to pick the wrong answers. <laughs> yeah, We're I mean, the next answer, no matter what I think it is, I'm going to pick something different. Uh, okay, so no matter what it is, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick <laughs> All not right, what we'll I think it, it is. Com- right now, it's a pretty rough, uh, pretty rough it's uh, one score. Nothing, right? It's uh, Chris, zero. Jared, one point. Okay. I'm going with what I don't think it is. <laughs> all right. Nestle's makes... Th- all right. Nestle's makes the very best chocolate is their theme. 
So what did Nestle do in 1875 to declare their chocolate so good? They put powdered sugar into it. They fermented the beans longer. They added sweetened condensed milk to it. Or they didn't do anything. It was just a commercial gimmick. Hmm. You know, if you were if you were a little jaded, you'd go with the commercial gimmick. And thankfully I am, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> commercial gimmick, I think. All right. Uh, what were the other three options? Uh, uh, put powdered sugar into it, fermented the beans longer, or they added sweetened condensed milk to it. I think it's powdered sugar, but mm. I refuse to pick the answer that I think. So instead, <laughs> I'm what? going with sweetened condensed milk, which I don't even believe existed at that time. Why, and... why would you do that? Because then I can say I was right either way. Jared double seals the deal because that what? is correct. They added sweetened condensed milk to it. That is the it. last they were my the last f- one I thought would be. I did not think that would <laughs> they be. They were the first to add sweetened condensed milk to it. So I didn't like, even know they, the they had sweetened condensed milk back then. In 18... Yeah, you could get the sweetened milk or the condensed milk, but not the sweetened right, condensed milk. Right, I didn't think that union mm. happened until like the 1950s. Okay, yeah. all right. So I got two right accidentally. <laughs> That's amazing. And Chris got none right, actually. And the chalk quiz. <laughs> but I was the greatest quiz taker in America yes, a, a few you, minutes ago. Yeah, you are the greatest guesser in the world. Yeah. The greatest guesser ever. Stand aside, Jared yeah. is not yeah. the best. <laughs> so uh, speaking of chocolate, before we before we take a little break here, uh, how was Whole30? Whole30. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't starving during the diet. It was just more of really wishing I could have, like, pizza, mm-hmm. especially with Domino's constantly popping ads up on my phone while I scroll. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they knew you so, were on the whole thirty. So what was the what was the um, biggest benefit of it? I mean, did you feel better at the end of it? Lost some weight? Yeah. So I lost probably about twenty to twenty two pounds. Okay, in, in, in thirty in, days. In, yeah, in That's thirty days. Um, and I broke. Uh, some bad habits of like, you know, always snacking on stuff or yeah, snacking on bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I found that I really liked drinking tea more to help offset like cravings. Mm-hmm. So that helped. And uh, I plan to continue to eat healthy. I don't want to, I mean, other than this very yeah, delicious you get red sabotage when you come up here every Friday. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, um, it was good. Um, I'm I'm glad we can reintroduce legumes because I really right before we started, I really liked um, hummus. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. And I and I was like, I'll eat a carrot with this. I won't even use a chip. And I was right. like, that was right. really awesome. And they're yeah. like, nope, off the list. I'm like, yeah. what? So what what did you miss the most? Give it like the three foods that you missed the most while you were on oh, yeah. the diet. Okay, pizza. Okay. Uh, tacos. Yeah. <laughs> um, and probably. Uh, sausage McMuffins. Mm, mm. <laughs> Those are all. Those aren't really on any diets, are they? Yeah, no. There's no <laughs> no diet on the planet except for the uh, speedy speed towards your grave at ninety miles an hour diet. <laughs> so yeah, wow. Okay, well, and what was the what was your favorite thing to eat while you're on the whole thirty? Uh, favorite, honestly, the best thing which I could have plates full of was. Um, broccoli that was put on a pan and then uh you season it with with uh olive oil and uh lemon juice and and garlic mm. and, sounds good and it, it just was 
the best thing. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and you can continue to have that now that even yeah that you've gone beyond that. So cool. Now that you've reintroduced legumes. Yeah, the legumes, legumes are a big part of that. I didn't even yeah. know what legu- legumes were until they told me I couldn't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you had until it's gone. I don't think so. that phrase has ever been used on the show yeah. before. <laughs> Reintroduced legumes. That's it's it's a process. All right. Well, hey, Sebastian, thanks for putting the quiz together and yeah. uh, congratulations Thank on you. successfully completing whole thirty. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, got my topic of the day: obscure observations and holidays here in the United States and around the world. And they might bring up a little news towards the end of the show as well. So stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, episode 301 on this Friday, February 1st, 2019, 4.18 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us today. More after this short break. a little more live till 5 Friday February 1st 4:22 p.m. Maybe you're just coming home from school, picked up the kids, running a few errands, getting some groceries, heading home, or maybe you're on your way to a basketball game at Notre Dame High School down in Talafofo, God's country. Stay safe while you're driving, keep your eyes on the road and hands on the wheel, and you'll make it there just fine. Going to talk about some obscure holidays today, some obscure observances. But before we do, a few quick things in the news that are truly stranger than fiction, because oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction, as they say. Reuters News Service has a section called Oddly Enough, and they just cover different strange little stories. Sometimes it's just a picture with a strange caption, and this caption is of a durian, uh, and it's a it's a varietal called the J. Queen Durian Fruit. An Indonesian variety of the durian, a pungent, spiky fruit considered a delicacy across many parts of Asia, has been sold in a store on the island of Java for $1,000 per fruit. You ever been around someone eating durian? It would be like um, hiding... In the laundry basket, after the entire soccer team, middle school boys soccer team, has had a rainy, hot practice, and the laundry sat in the the basket for two days, and then you play hide-and-seek, and you're like, I know where I'll hide. I'll hide in that basket of laundry. That's what durian smells like. Just saying. Uh, Another one, I see a picture here of Roman remains unearthed near a Lisbon restaurant. Portuguese archaeologists digging near one of Lisbon's most iconic restaurants, the Solar dos Posontos, Manor of Hams, have discovered a large Roman cemetery holding 2,000-year-old skeletons and various ancient artifacts. In another story, dozens of domestic rabbits have been killed and left outside their hutches in rural Brittany in western France since last summer, but police have found no clues to help them find those responsible. And then finally, in Budapest... 
Robots at the Enjoy Budapest Cafe can do it all. They can serve up food and drinks, tell jokes, dance with the kids, or just hang out for a chat with the customers. It's a fully automated restaurant. Well, actually, I have another one here. The Vatican Swiss Guard. You know the uh, guards at the Vatican that still wear traditional armor, and they have the, the hat that looks a little bit like Ponce de Leon's hat. It says that the Vatican Swiss Guard colorfully dressed mini army that helps protect the Pope will have cooler heads now that they have swapped their ancient metal helmets for ones made by 3D printers. That's cool. I think they still look the same. Okay, obscure holidays. I was reading a blog... And this is just a foodie blog. Matter of fact, the blog is www.food.ee, foodie. And he wrote an article about the best food holidays. And I'll share a few of these with you, and then we're going to talk a little bit about food, uh, not just food holidays, but all kinds of obscure holidays. He mentions in here National Gourmet Coffee Day, which is January 18th. I'd celebrate that. Uh, let's see here. International Waffle Day, March 25th. We have to celebrate that. We just have to. National Eat What You Want Day, May 11th. Some people celebrate that every day. Just Eat What You Want Day. Cupcake Lovers Day is June 13th. Uh, Runner-up National Brown Baggot Day, May 25th. National Barbecue Day is guess what date? July 4th, that's right. Rotisserie Chicken Day is June 2nd. That sounds okay. National Bacon Lovers Day is August 20th. Now, I do I do think that that should be memorialized. It, it deserves a place of honor. Fried Chicken Day, July 6th. Hot Dog Day, July 23rd. Hamburger Day, July 28th. Chicken Wing Day, July 29th. A lot of good, good eating days right around there. Ice Cream Sandwich Day, August 2nd. September 25th, National Food Service Workers Day. Because without them, how would we get all these delicious treats? I Love Food Day, September 9th. World Vegetarian Day, October 1st. Eh, I don't know about that. Greasy Food Day, October 25th. Now that is something we can all agree on. Am I right? National Pickle Appreciation Day, November 14th. Chinese Takeout Day, November 5th. Comfort Food Day, December 5th. National Get on the Scale Day, December 29th. Yeah, if you celebrate all these days, you're going to need to get on the scale sometime towards the end of the year. Came across a, a couple interesting daily observant, or holidays, observances that happen throughout the year in the United States. And I noticed the name of someone that invented the holiday. So, you know, for some holidays, you don't know who invented it. You just know that it came about during a certain time or it came with a certain culture or people started celebrating it around a certain time. Other holidays, though, you know that, hey, this was started because this one lady wrote a letter to Congress and they decided to honor her request and they made this day the first whatever of this month is always going to be this type of day. Well, there's someone who kind of made a whole career, uh, he, and his, he and his wife at least, um, did 
a bunch of special days, and they actually patented these. His name's Thomas Roy. Thomas Roy and his wife created approximately 80 special days, which are all listed in the Chase's calendar of events. 80 special days by just this one couple. They invented the days, they did the paperwork, they promoted them, and now these are official special recognition days. This guy's an uh, actor. He's been in a number of movies and things like that, but on the Thomas Roy, born in 1944, he's a voice actor as well, Um, but he and his wife invented... Um, happy Mew Years for Cats on the 2nd. Dimpled Chad Day, January 4th. Show and Tell Day at work. Uh, let's see here. They must like cats a lot because they got a lot of cat holidays here. A Room of One's Own Day was January 25th. Uh, let's see here. This month we have, these are holidays that they invented. February 5th, Move Hollywood and Broadway to Lebanon, Pennsylvania Day. Wave all your fingers at your neighbor day. Satisfied staying single day, February 11th, coming up. February 13th, get a different name day. February 17th, who shall I be day. February 20th, Northern Hemisphere, hooty hoo day, which I'm going to talk about here in a second. Curling is cool day, the 23rd. For Pete's sake, the 26th. Panic day, March 9th. Uh, Let's see here. Forgive mom and dad day, March 18th. Make up your own holiday day, March 26th. Trading cards for grown-ups day, April 8th. Blah, blah, blah day on April 17th. Pet owners independence day, April 18th. No homework day, May 6th. Stay out of the Sunday, July 3rd. Just kind of jumping around here. July 15th, be a dork day. Uh, let's see here. Take your houseplant for a walk day, July 27th. More Herbs, Less Salt Day, August 29th. Love Litigating Lawyers Day, August 31st. Be Bald and Be Free Day, October 14th. Cook Something Bold and Pungent, November 8th. Have a Bad Day Day, November 19th. I think we talked about that on the show before. Uh, Let's see here. November 30th, Stay Home Because You're Well Day. Bifocals at the Monitor, uh, Liberation Day, December 1st. Bathtub Party Day, December 5th. Cat Herders Day, December 15th. Falling Needles Family Fest, December 30th. These are all different days that Thomas Roy invented with his wife. And they actually have a website called WellCat. And they have a ton of cat holidays in here. It's very interesting. I didn't even know you could invent holidays. Here's a couple of these holidays. This is one that Thomas Roy invented. Hootie Hoo Day. Hootie Hoo Day is that day... Celebrated every year, February 20th. Designed to help people overcome the wintertime blues and to prepare them for the coming spring. Although this holiday might seem like a joke holiday, it's an actual holiday that was created and copyrighted by Thomas Roy, a guy that created over 80 different holidays, many of them quite unusual, which I read earlier. So that's coming up on February 20th this year. The history of the day can be traced back to the late 1980s. During this time, Thomas Roy was doing research for his morning show on WIOV-FM in central Pennsylvania when he noticed that one of the books he was reading, Chase's Calendar of Events, allowed readers to submit their own holidays for inclusion in the next printed copy. Thomas did and was quite surprised that it was published. However, he was surprised even further when he found out that the holiday was picked up by USA Today. 
Since that time, Thomas Roy has created and copyrighted 80 different holidays. These holidays include all the different ones I already listed. The main custom of this hootie hoo day on February 20th at noon is to raise your hands over your hell head and yell hootie hoo for all the world to hear. Other ways Thomas Roy suggests celebrating the holiday, including wearing crazy or odd hats, ordering spring seeds for your garden, going out to the local flea market, and buy a piece of used furniture. Those are all ways to celebrate the Hootie Hoo Day. It's supposed to help you get over the blues of the wintertime, which we're not necessarily experiencing here in Guam. Here's a holiday that I definitely could uh, celebrate regularly. It's called Napping Day, National Napping Day. is an unofficial holiday celebrated annually the day right after the return of Daylight Savings Time. The purpose of this holiday is to give everyone a chance to catch up on some much-needed rest after the clocks have sprung ahead. In several studies, it has been shown that even 20- or 30-minute nap can have positive effect on mental alertness and cognitive ability. The history of this day can be traced back to 1999 when William Anthony, Ph.D., and his wife Camille Anthony decided to create a holiday that would highlight the benefits of taking a quick nap. Bless those people. What a wonderful, wonderful idea. Napping day. Here's a uh, obscure day. Lima Bean Respect Day. Celebrated on April 20th, Lima Bean Respect Day is an unofficial holiday. Celebrates the lima bean, also known as the butter bean, and encourages people to eat lima beans. Lima beans are a good source of fiber, potassium, iron, and magnesium. Manganese, sorry. They are also nutritious, and some people have claimed they are one of the healthiest foods in existence. Probably lima bean salespeople said that. Uh, It's a legume, as Sebastian mentioned earlier, and now he's off a Whole30, he can eat lima beans. They've been around for thousands of years. And the history of the day, unfortunately, despite thoroughly researching lima beans, they were unable, this website, the Holidays Calendar website, unable to discover when Lima Bean Respect Day was created or even when it began to be celebrated. Obviously, it was invented by someone who either really enjoyed lima beans or by someone who thought the nutritional value of lima bean could no longer be ignored. Hmm. Now I'm curious about lima beans. The official name of a lima bean is from where? Lima, Peru. It is from the Phacelius lunatus, is the, the uh, scientific name. They were named after Lima, Peru. They're produced, uh, pronounced differently. So Peru is Lima. Lima is the, so it's Lima, Peru, Lima beans. They're also called chad beans, butter beans, and butter peas. Lima beans were cultivated in North America in the 14th century. Raw lima beans should not be eaten raw due to cyanide compounds. Succotash. Is made from corn and lima beans. Actually, tastes pretty good. In Japan, lima beans are used to make bean paste called shiro-an. So there you go. Here's another obscure holiday. I actually love this. National Pickle Day. Unofficial holiday celebrated every year November 14th. Gives the pickle just a little bit of recognition. You know, sometimes it's, it's relegated to being just a, a side dish or a joke. History of pickles goes back thousands of years. Over 2,000 years B.C., a lot of people have been pickling for millennia, really four millennia of people pickling. The National Pickle Day traced back to the Pickle Packers Association in 1949 as a part of the National Pickle Week. However, the origin of the holiday didn't always fall on November 14th. Through history, it's been celebrated on different days. Did you know North Americans prefer pickles with warts, so little bumpy pickles? Europeans prefer the smooth ones. 
Approximately 20% of pickles are sold refrigerated. Pickles are technically fruit. Theme song of the Pickle Packers International was the Pickle Polka. That's hard to say. Americans eat 20 billion pickles a year. The noise that is made when a pickle is bit is called a snap. A good snap can be heard from 25 feet away. Snapless soft pickles are often called denture dills. Almost 70% of all households eat pickles. Dill pickles are the most popular pickle of them all. And if you're going to celebrate Pickle Day, choose your favorite type of pickle and enjoy it. And uh, you can get just about any variety. German, Polish, bread and butter, no salt, sweet, hot. You can get those little gherkins if you like. And if you're celebrating it, they encourage you to post pictures on social media of yourself eating a pickle, which is always a lot of fun for all the people following you on social media. Now we're going to take a short break. Regroup, come back with the news. Maybe a little bit more about holidays as well. Stick around. We do have about 23 minutes left of the show. It's 4.37 p.m. on this Friday, February 1st. This is episode 301. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host of Live Till 5. More after this short break. And we're back with a little more live till 5. It's 4.40 p.m. on this Friday, February 1st, 2019. Glad to have you with us on episode 301. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host of Live Till 5, our live local talk variety program. Every Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Thank you for listening. You know, you can always listen to us online through khmg.org. khmg.org, just click on the listen button. You can listen to a nice, clear stream of broadcasting right here from the studio. You can also download the podcast of this show through khmg.org and download the podcast of many of our shows that way. Not just Live Till 5, but other programs that we produce here. Take Note, Building Great Leaders, Living Redemptively, Harvest Time. All these things are available through our website. You can also contact us there. Contact us through Facebook. Harvest Family Radio Guam. Look us up there and then just follow us. Then you get updates as we put new stuff out, as we upload new podcasts. We might send a link out. This afternoon, Chris is going to add in a little link for subscribing to the newsletter, which is very informative, keeps you up to speed with what's happening here at Harvest Family Radio. You can always stop by Monday through Friday as well and poke your head in to the radio studio area. Sebastian will be right there by the door most days. We're on the third floor, located directly above The Hub, the coffee shop here at Harvest Ministries. Come during business hours, and you'll see Chris and Deb and Sebastian working away, pulling together some of the best programming and music you're going to find anywhere. Not just here in Guam, but anywhere. Put a lot of love and uh, hard work into this radio station. Been around 23 and a half years, almost 24 years. We're excited to be celebrating that and just really it's next month, I guess, March, because now it's already February. Wow. Time goes by really quick. Some other obscure holidays that are out there as we wrap up these obscure holiday observances. You know, every week I try to talk about a few, but I just want to kind of skim over the whole year now and kind of talk about some of these holidays that are going to be happening throughout the year. 
to call them a holiday is a little bit of an exaggeration. It's really just kind of a special observance, but you have a National Chili Day, for example. Dr. Seuss Day coming up next month. Goof Off Day next month. Black Forest Cake Day. That sounds like a great day at the end of March. Eskimo Pie Day. Children's Picture Book Day. Grilled Cheese Day. Uh, Let's see here. High Five Day. Batman Day. Bike to Work Day. World Turtle Day. National Mutt Day. World Emoji Day. Left-Handers Day. Dog Day. Wife Appreciation Day. Johnny Appleseed Day. You have National Coffee Day. You have World Animal Day. Uh, Let's see here. Pastor Appreciation. Sweetest Day. Apple Day. Nut Day. Difference Day. Pumpkin Day. Black Cat Day. Chocolate Day. Just Regular Cat Day. Kindness Day. Pickle Day. Fast Food Day. Mickey Mouse Birthday. Hello Day. Adoption Day. And Cookie Day. To name a few. There's just so many things. So many observances and holidays. And that's just in the U.S. Those are just national holidays. I wanted to reference back, before we get to the news here, I wanted to reference back to a topic that I was talking about last week, slang. You know, slang are sometimes words that we use or phrases that we use that kind of create a sense of, you know what someone's talking about, but the words themselves don't necessarily indicate what the person's talking about. They're, they're phrases or things that you can, you can mention that are um, not necessarily relevant in all generations. So, for example, I was going back to the 1910s. So, if you were to go back 100 years, there was some slang that was used 100 years ago that maybe you've heard or maybe you've read, but we definitely don't use all of these anymore. Some of them have stayed here. Some of them have stayed here. For example... Uh, slang term. So for a, a, a dilly, dilly means excellent. Duck soup, that's something easy. I think the Marx Brothers made a movie called Duck Soup. Gold brick is a lazy person. Hooskow, that's a jail or prison. You ever hear of someone getting thrown in the hooskow? I didn't know it was a hooskow. I thought it was a hooskow. Meat hook, that's your hand. On the make means being flirtatious. A short is a streetcar. Uh, let's see. Steam up means to build up or agitate. Vigorish, that's high interest on a loan. So those are all slangs that existed 100 years ago. A lot of those just don't, we don't use those phrases anymore. However, some slang words that came into existence 100 years ago are still in our current vernacular. Cabin fever, crackpot, cushy, dingbat, earful, fall for, get on your nerves, goof, jinx. Layoff, nickel and dime, posh, rinky dink, wino. Those are all things that we still use today. And then here are some words that came into existence in the lexicon a hundred years ago. And this is where they started. So these words didn't exist before a hundred years ago, as far as they weren't in the lexicon at least. Airbrushing, ambivalence, autism, blues, cellophane, histamine, Immunologist, jazz, nosedive, Oreo cookie, quantum theory, Roomba, schizophrenia, and vitamin. 
those words weren't really in existence before 100 years ago. I just think it's interesting when you look at language and how much it develops over time, just in the last decade, how many slang words and phrases that have come into our vocabulary. Now, speaking of vocabulary, Chris Harper has a great vocabulary, and he's going to talk about the news. What's happening in the news, Chris? Well, we want to talk about a few things. I put a clip in there for you, Pastor Jared, for one of the stories that we'll end with. It's a clip of uh, Senator Ben Sass. want to start, though, with the cold temperatures, of course, around the states. Um, sorry, I had to turn myself up there because that was, was a little bit low. So, uh, Illinois, the place we're going to start, temperatures ri- could rise to 80 degrees Within really? days in in Illinois. That's like a 100-degree swing, almost. Right. All the news today and the last couple of days has been about this polar vortex, which, of course, has brought extreme cold temperatures, particularly to the upper Midwest. But now the main concern is the rapid warming, which could bring floods and broken pipes and broken water mains and wow. all manner of things. And so this polar vortex that brought many of the cities through the upper Midwest to a standstill is expected to come to a very swift end. And experts are saying that there will be an unprecedented then turnaround to warm temperatures. Rockford, Illinois, was at a record minus 31 on Thursday morning, but then should be around 50 by Monday. Wow. And other previously frozen areas could see Temperatures of 55 degrees or even higher. So it's going to offer some respite from the cold, but they're worried about potholes, of course, bridges that are going to be weakened by the warm-up for freeze-thaw cycles on the concrete. Um, You get those frost heaves where it'll break the road or break the sidewalk. Yeah, Yeah, and they're worried about, um, as I mentioned, water mains and even just pipes in people's homes and then vehicles could be left with flat tires and even bent rims because of the rapid warm-up and the air pressure and the wow. tires and things of that nature. So that's the primary worry at this point. I wanted to um, take us to a, a bit of a serious news story. So um, a, a lot of the discussion, particularly online over the past 36 hours, has been about uh, New York's abortion, new abortion law, and then also uh, there's been going around a story about the fact that New York is not the only place where there are abortion laws like this in effect. In fact, seven other states have statutes that are just as uh, perhaps they're shocking to people if they read about them, um, just as shocking as the uh, bill Governor Cuomo signed into law just a few days ago. Those states are New Hampshire, New Jersey, Vermont, Alaska, Colorado, New Mexico, Oregon, All allow abortion right up to the moment of birth, as does the city of Washington, D.C. Now, what uh, pro-life folks are pointing out is that this uh, new law in New York should just provide impetus for uh, people who are against these type of laws to check into what's happening in their own state and uh, react within their own state, their own localities. But there is something on the floor of the Senate regarding another story along these lines, and that is a uh, bill that's under consideration now in the Senate called the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. 
And I wanted to play a little bit of a clip from Senator Ben Sass, who's introduced this legislation for you now. The governor of Virginia has been defending a practice that is repugnant to civilized people across the entire world. Here's just one of the ugly nuggets from Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia. Quote, if the mother is in labor, the infant would be delivered. The infant would be kept comfortable. The infant would be resuscitated, if that's what the mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physician and the mother. Let's be really clear about what we're talking about here. We're talking about fourth trimester abortion, or what anyone in the normal world calls infanticide. That's what we're talking about. And the governor of Virginia has been defending this all day yesterday and again today, going out and trying to equivocate and qualify and then double down and again say he wants to defend this practice, which is infanticide. Everyone in the Senate ought to be able to say unequivocally that killing that little baby is wrong. This doesn't take any political courage. And if you can't say that, if there's a member of this body that can't say that, there may be lots of work you can do in the world, but you shouldn't be here. Wow. He's also expedited the process in the Senate, which means that they are going to try to get this to vote immediately on the next hearing on Monday. And then he is also going to provide an opportunity for all 100 senators in um, a kind of a a Senate uh, uh, opportunity that they have in their process. Uh, As he mentioned earlier in his remarks that I didn't play for you, that the Senate is to be the greatest deliberative body in the the world. And he mentioned that he's going to give every senator, the Senate will provide every senator, all 100 senators, an opportunity to speak to this issue on Monday night. Wow. And really made a challenge, as you heard him say at the end there. And he went on with some other remarks about um, uh, senators and... Uh, their opportunity to let their voice be heard. So uh, it will be a, it will be a, what will happen at the end of it is you will get a clear idea of where everyone stands on the issue that he just raised Hmm. regarding infanticide. Wow. Wow. It's, I, I watched a little bit of that today and read some of the statements made by Tran, Representative Tran, I believe in the state of Virginia, the one that was reading through the bill and right. She was being questioned about, you know, what does this mean? And basically just the the dumbfounded look on her face when she was asked, does this mean basically right up until the baby's born, the mother could choose abortion? And she's like, well, yes, that's what this means. And how she was seemed shocked that that people weren't understanding that, yes, and the, the, that the choice of the mother should exist all the way, even if the child is viable, even if there's... We're not talking about just heartbeat bills and things like that. Yeah. But this is... I mean, the baby is moments from being on their own. And the mom has could, could you know, deliver. But they're saying, but if the mom wanted to kill the baby, it would be legal. The governor was asked beyond that. What if the baby is born and the bill would cover any children yeah. that are born to be protected yeah. and, and made it extraordinarily clear that yeah. he meant yes yeah. after the child is born. And 
uh, Senator Sass went on to, to basically say, if, if this is something you believe, you shouldn't be in the Senate. Yeah. Well, and it would make uh, people that are sitting in prison like Gosnell, um, uh, people who were who were tried and convicted of murder right. of infants, um, this would kind of eliminate that that uh, criminal effect for basically killing babies after they're born. Right. Through through uh, not allowing them to be taken care of, basically. And I've read stories about that kind of stuff happening before, but boy, this is at a fever pitch right now in the United States. This this debate. It's good that our it's good that our elected officials in the Senate will have the opportunity to make their voice heard on this. Yeah, it'd be good to hear who where people stand. Right. Um, I remember here on Guam, there was an organization that was asking all of our um, nominees of, for different offices to give their opinion about different things like partial birth abortion and things. Sure. And it was sad to see how many just wouldn't make a clear statement. Sure. Or they would answer yes on a questionnaire, but then in their qualifying statements, they would actually say no or vice versa. And they couldn't give a clear answer or they were unwilling to give a clear answer. And I think that's a that's definitely a telltale sign of someone that you, you probably want to keep on looking for people you can trust that you're going to know what they believe, why they believe it, sure. and that they believe that life is precious no matter when it starts. Sure. Yeah, sure. boy, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough one. Well, keep us updated on that, Chris. And I know that SRN News does a good job of uh, covering this issue specifically. Yeah. Um, at the top of the hour, uh, that's, that's where I get my updates on this issue because they do take a Christian worldview perspective on these things, and so they'll cover sometimes parts of it that you're not going to see in some of the, the secular media outlets. Yep, we'll keep listening. Yeah, and we do have a couple other little segments that we use uh, in our broadcasts, like uh, Life Issues with Brad Mattis, right. and this is his main topic is uh, pro-life issues. Right. I'm sure this will come up more, uh, particularly as it becomes a real um, talking point. And as as was said in our clip today, um, it's not really a political issue at all. We're not. Right. We're not. Right. Uh, this is not uh, Republicans and, and Democrats. This is not independents and uh, non-independents. And this is is not about the party or the right. uh, politician that you right. support. It uh, it's about the fundamental issues of life and humanity and yeah. Um, well, and the, uh, one of the qualifying descriptions of uh, they said as I was reading it this afternoon, viability yeah or uh, deformity and they had some word like uh, severe deformity which how do you define that so mm. deformity or viability two things that you're playing God. By making a choice for another human being, whether or not they're deformed or too deformed or viable or not viable. And the sad thing is, a, a mother that has made it all the way through this whole pregnancy and then is 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 allowed to, you know, it's, it's almost unfathomable that someone it, would take this option, but to have a, a, a law that allows it is just tragic. Yeah, there's very little logic that you can use to describe any of any of this. Yeah, yeah, it's very just little. really satanic. So yeah. thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate that. I yep. hope you have a great weekend. People need to check out some of your uh, photos, by the way. You're oh. taking some great photos. Where can yeah. they find those pictures? Um, uh, Alwaysabounding.photos. Okay. 
All right. We um, we have a new a devotional on the air, alwaysabounding.audio mm-hmm. is the website for that. There's a new devotional every day. And then I, I just got something with just dot photos at the end. So it's always abounding dot photos and there's photos there. Awesome. Well, would you put that on the Facebook page as well, maybe as a separate post so that people know, because your pictures are really awesome, and especially what you're doing this year where you're really looking at small things uh, a lot of times, right? Yeah. You have some pictures of very small things. I've done a lot of, I'm trying to get, you know, different uh, creatures on Guam, you know, I've done, done some, some things like that and, and just trying to take pictures of different things all the time. Yeah. Try it to be something different all, every day. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, always abounding dot photos. Photos. Okay. All yeah. right. Put that link up there so people can check it out. Sure. And uh, have a great weekend. Listeners, that's it. Two hours live till five episode 301 behind us on this February 1st. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. So glad to be with you today. Hope you had a great, great week and Please come visit us at Harvest Baptist Church Sunday morning, 1030 a.m. And come up and introduce yourself to me. I'm one of the pastors here. And that's it for Live Till 5 this week. You're listening to KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.